That question is so loaded, John. I don't even know where to start well, with that. Well, question. well, well I, I guess, I guess, I guess the problem is, is. And by the way, John, I love that question. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Interesting. This is an interesting. What's the solution here? Show up, understand your part, and just crush it. Pay-per-click, social media, we can talk about all this stuff, but what really matters is patient experience, that wow factor. Please, are you listening to yourself? Come on. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. So sit back, take notes, and listen. Oh, oh I love this. This is going to be fun. Startup Uncensored, the questions you have with the truths you need to hear. And now your hosts, Michael Dincio and John Bertagni. All right, everybody, episode four, this is Startup Uncensored podcast, YouTube. We got a phenomenal speaker today and an expert uh, Steve Kikikis with Omni Practice Group, and as always, John, my partner. Thanks for thanks, guys, for being on today. Yeah, Steve, thank you. Yeah, thank so, you, guys. So many thanks K's in your name; it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of my uh, colleagues I work with a lot still pronounce it wrong after uh, five years. So, so <laughs> let's get that out of the way. Is it? Uh, why don't we say what it actually is? Did I? How did I do? Did I do okay? You're fine. Yeah. Kikikis. Yep, you got it. Okay. How does everybody else say it? Uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways. Kikikis. Yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that. But it's Kikikis, and uh, I don't correct them because I don't really, you know, I'm good. Well, right, thanks for having me, guys. Dude, we're we're super excited. Real estate to me is is really where the excitement goes because, you know, up to this point, the business plan, the demographics, it's all kind of like this fictional idea. I'm going to do a startup. But when, when they hire you or someone like you, the rubber hits the road, you're looking at spaces, you're getting excited. You start seeing the vision of the practice and, uh, and, and, and it really starts solidifying. So to me, real estate's that, that fun step, that the exciting, but also nervous step. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's when it gets physical, right? Like we were actually seeing a physical space and yeah. you're imagining your life and your business in this location. So it's a huge step. It's, it's really actually pretty emotional when people get in there and start looking around. And I had to bring myself back to that thinking, okay, this person's imagining themselves being here for 20 years, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, isn't it isn't it seventeen point two years or something like that? The average time that someone stays in a dental practice or at that location, it's 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 some figure like that. So I mean, that's that's insane that people are there for that long long of a, a period. Um, so yeah, man, uh, this is this is I agree. This is the exciting part, and this is the tangible. This is something they can feel and touch up until this point, you know, demographics, you know, monetary units, the vision, you know, this is, this is, this is the fun stuff. So I'm going to actually jump right in with a question. Should we ask about Omni at all? No, he's going to get into (laughs) it. 
fucking got that. I got that covered. In two, in two minutes, not even two minutes, in, in 30 seconds, how would you describe your firm? It's a, such a powerhouse in the Northwest. Let's yeah. let's give credit where credit's due, John. You're <laughs> a jerk. He's uh, just the worst sometimes. He's the worst. Yeah, but, Omni's headed but, up by Rod Johnston. He started it about uh, 10 or 12 years ago. And uh, he and his team do practice transitions for dental. Yep. And they got, Rod got me on board about eight years ago to help people with startups and uh, just primarily real estate stuff, not involving the uh, uh, transition itself. Gotcha. So I've been heading that up and specializing and working with dentists ever since. 95% of my clients are dentists. The other 5% are veterinarians. Okay. Um, so I've been lucky enough to be involved in a couple hundred uh, projects. Uh, over my time in the eight years and it's going really well. It's crazy. Things are, uh, it's going really well. Well, you have a phenomenal name in that, in that marketplace in, in, in the markets that, that you, that you're in. So, um, you know, keep up, keep up the good work. I guess that's, that's all I can say there. Now, can I ask my question? Get into it. Okay. Get into it. All right. So this is what I want to know. And this is actually what our listeners and viewership want to know. What can our viewers and, and listeners and partners, how, how can they prepare themselves for that first meeting? So they actually show up with, you know, some sort of substance, you know, so you don't have to start and go crazy and give a, you know, 30 minute soliloquy on what to do. Yeah. What, what can they come prepared with? Uh, it's, <laughs> I love that look. That's a great question. <laughs> I, there's a lot of little things that they could come prepared with, but the biggest thing that I like and the biggest thing that helps me is their mentality. Right? Mm. I want this person to come in there like shaking me, saying, Steve, I want to find a space. I want to find it within 20 minutes or you know, five miles in my house. Yeah. I want six ops. I want reasonable vis- visibility and parking go yeah. i want them to be determined i want them to have the mindset that they are ready to do a startup and uh and, and are fired up right like it what happens sometimes is you meet people that are like i'm thinking about doing a startup and then you <laughs> like cool like, let's let's get together and you get together and you give them the whole thing and I think it goes well and then i uh, i send i shoot them some spaces and you know, I say, hey, go go do a drive by, get a feel for like what this market looks like. Go go drive by, cruise by, like feel out the parking and stuff like that. And then a couple weeks later, I don't hear back. I'm like, hey, how'd that drive by go? Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do it. Right. Like, oh, okay. Like, I know you're busy. Like, that's cool. Um, yeah. Well, it's, people- it's like someone going to a dealership and saying, you know, I want a car or a motorcycle. <laughs> you know, like, okay. yeah. Let's. Right. Bottom line. <laughs> bottom line is. I'm not here to sell anybody on a concept or on doing a startup. Uh, that's not me. I, I don't. I don't care if you do a startup or if you want to do a second location or buy a practice. When you do come to me and you do want to do that startup, let's go do it. Right. You, know, you have to. You have to be in that mindset that you're ready to, to to do this. And being in that mindset takes a while. You know. I, I got. I got to jump in on this, Steve, yeah. because when. When I was a banker, and even today as a consultant, I, you know, they waste so much time. The yeah. professionals' time 
if they don't know what they want. And I, I remember being a banker and I was selling them on the idea of doing a startup. And I'm like, well, wait a second. I'm the freaking bank. Like they should be <laughs> selling me. And, and I, and I, the real estate guys, like poor real estate guys, because they, you know, they don't get paid until a lease gets done. And these leases take a long time. Yeah. So if a dentist doesn't come with a plan and an idea, like you said, everybody's just wasting their time and nobody that that's not cool. Well, but l- let me jump in there. It's, it's not only wasting time because that's one piece. And obviously Steve signed up for that. He knew that he would have to drive people around and give demographic reports. However, on the flip side, you miss opportunities. You miss that location in that prime spot. You miss that opportunity for a ground up construction that's going to crush it because they're building an entire development across the street. So that's where coming ready is very important. And and yeah. Steve, I actually love the I love that you answered that with, you know, the mentality. Because so many people think it's here I have my business plan, here I have my money in place, here I have my vision. Um, those are all things that are super important. Oh, totally. Yeah. But the focus that I want to do a startup today, find it, you know, I want to make one other point. You said something great there. These dentists to you, six operatories, that actually means, you know, 2000 square feet or 2,400 square feet or 1800 square feet. They, we don't need our partners to understand what that means, (laughs) You just they they just need to let you know five ops six ops boutique yeah. three ops and you'll yeah. figure out the rest. I'll figure out the rest. I mean, part of that mentality does come from the dentist doing the preparation, doing the due diligence, and talking to the right people and building that that confidence. You know, yeah. hearing that you, you can do this. You know, you can do this, and and talking to the other dentists that have done it, I found that people are really you know that helps a lot. Because it's kind of it's it's terrifying a little bit, right? You're starting this business, you have no idea how to do it. Yeah, you've been an associate, you've been getting paid. It's great, you're, you're cruising along, but you have this idea. You want to have your own practice. You want to run it the way that you want to run it. You want to treat patients the way that you want to treat them. Have your own, you know, have have it in the image of what you want versus what somebody else's want wants. But getting there, it takes a while, but. Having that mindset that it's okay, you can do it, I find is is great. And and you know, you mentioned driving people around and wasting time. And honestly, yeah, we, we there's a lot of going around and showing people stuff that doesn't pan out. And yeah, uh, well, Steve, first, how, yeah, yeah, how many how many times do you? Uh, John touched on this with missed opportunity. I you know, I'm in the acquisition world just as much as I am in the startup world. And similar to startups, I want Steve to answer this, but on the acquisition world, I'll get a lot of doctors that say, I'm not moving forward with this deal because it's the first practice that I looked at. And, and there'll be times, there'll be times where they'll never find a practice better yeah. than that first one, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love that you went there, John, with the opportunity because there really is an opportunity cost to yeah. not doing things. And I want Steve to answer this. How many times a weekday month do you see this golden nugget of a practice 
and the and the person or the doc is just like, yeah, I don't know. I just haven't yeah. looked at enough spaces yet. Yeah, right. I learned this the hard way because <laughs> I'm like one of these people that I. I'm so determined when I set my mind to something that I'm, I'm ready to go, right? And my wife had to tell me a long time ago, like, don't just go show them the first best space. Like, if you know that that space is giving out $200,000 of TIs and a year of free rent and this and that, do not show that to them the first time. We're going to set up an appointment to go see the crappy space down the road. <laughs> it smells like a mothball and the bums outside. <laughs> right. And then we're going to go pop over there and so you can see the light. Yeah. Um, that, that, so I do do that a little bit, you know. I, I try to shy away from it, but I think that people, it's more than just showing them the perfect space at first. It's just an understanding for the market, right? Well, I'm, I'm sure you're what you're to feel confident about the market. I'm, I'm sure what you at. do, though, Steve, is on that particular day, you might show three and, you know. Yeah. The shag carpeting and no ti, you know, and then the, the, the golden nugget, as 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 Mike called it, and, and yeah. a good friend of mine, Chris Archuleta, told me one time, you know, if people wait for the, you know, the next best thing, they're never going to move on anything. So I mean that that almost needs to be stated right from the get go to these guys. Like, look, we're going to come on something. Let's jump on it, right? So. Yeah. When someone comes out of school, out of UVA or, you know, NYU, and they want to go out your way and they say, hey, we want to just be out there, mm -hmm. you know, how do you actually pinpoint them to not only the geographic area of Pacific Northwest, but actual cities, yeah. you know, or actual neighborhoods? And this, yeah. this falls in lines with like Chicago and all these other areas, right? But yeah. how do you do that? That is one of the things that has blown me away the most throughout my you know throughout the last eight years is I'll meet somebody that has came here from Houston, Texas one time and we'll meet up at a Starbucks, you know, before COVID. And uh they'll be like, I came out here last last year with my buddy and uh I'm moving my family here. I want to do a startup. Um I'm like, whoa I've lived right. here my entire life and I cannot imagine moving anywhere else. And these people with this mentality that they're, they're coming from all over to, to come to the Northwest. They've been out here like they've been in Seattle once, twice, and they're ready to pack up their family and move here. That's such a, such a strong willed thing to do and such a huge step. It's, I mean, it, it terrifies me to like think about moving from Edmonds to like, you know, Muckleteo. But, um, but I mean, that's when, a lot of pressure on you too, Steve, to figure out exactly no, no. where to put these guys. I, I get excited about it. So essentially, I want to know, you know what you're into, right? Are you are you a family person, right? Um, do you, do you have an idea of where you want to live? That's kind of where I start with. Like, right. where, where do you want to live, and how much time do you want to spend driving? Frankly, because if you're if you're interested and open to driving uh, two hours a day, and you want to live in Kirkland, then we can go anywhere. If right. you want to live in Kirkland and drive for 20 minutes, right, then uh, it's a different story, right? We're narrowing that down. And so I kind of 
think about it based on commute. And also, what's the best opportunities within that commute area? Where's the spaces at? And then, and then a lot of that does come into play with the demographics. Because if people come to the table with already some hotspots selected, then we can talk about that. And, and, and then if they don't already own a house, we can say, well, maybe you do want to live closer to Maple Valley, right? So maybe. do you do you recommend, and this is just a great question, and, and Mike, I mean, I'm, I'm actually commending myself on a great question. I don't know if you noticed that, but this is a great question. Do you I'm guys, used to it. I'm used to it. Used to it. Do you guys recommend the dentist living in that community where they're setting up their dental practice? Uh, I I don't know. I don't recommend anything to that on that matter. <laughs> All right, Mike, do you recommend that? And I'm going to then tell you a story about you know, because my dad didn't like it. He, he wanted to be a little bit removed, but also there. So he didn't see people in the grocery store, you know, I, that needs to, you know, redo a tooth or something. My, my thought is, it's an here's, opportunity. My thought. Here's, here's my thought. I, I, I feel like it, if you can stand it, do it because it'll differentiate you from the corporates and in Agreed. corporate dentistry, the, the corporate dentistry world, when you see your dentist at the the grocery store and they're saying hi that's a bond that that no corporate could ever have yeah. so if you can do that eating spaghetti and meatballs at a, at a local spaghetti joint like that that's stuff you can't buy you can't market you you're you're living it but i could see why not seeing your patients every day would be nice i i could see that but it you know i i would side towards living and breathing your, your area. I like it too. I like it too, especially in urban settings or small, obviously small towns, you don't have a choice, but uh, it, it's right. certainly, <laughs> it certainly works. In the Puget Sound, I mean, what's the odds you're going to run into people you recognize anyways? It's that there's so many people here and you're going out for coffee. Like, I mean, I personally, if it was me, I, I would be, I would want to work where I live. Yeah. If I run into somebody I know, fantastic, and they could be, oh, that's my dentist. I'm like, yeah, what's up? Bring your friend in. You know, what, what's wrong with that? Um, I think well, that's not for everybody, that, though. That actually brings up uh, a question that I have. So, when why the Pacific Northwest? Like, it is such a it's a such a rich uh, community. You know, we have other real estate partners across the country. This is kind of like your moment to sell the Pacific Northwest. And it's a. I live here. It's phenomenal. I, I think people do really well here. It, it reminds me of a mini Silicon Valley. We got Google and Facebook and Microsoft. We got all these big tech companies coming in. A couple things. Why the Pacific Northwest? And I just dropped my idea. But number two, the marketing or how you're going to differentiate yourself to try to gain patience um, is different here than it might be in some other parts of the area because of maybe the tech stuff. So I, talk a little bit about that, bud. Like what, what kind of conversations do you get into with folks trying to set up shop? Yeah. I mean, us, from people that are out of town, I ask them why all the time. And essentially it's like they're relatively active or they want to live in some sort of more of an active environment. And we have the mountains for hiking and skiing and snowboarding. We have the, the water right over here for sailing and you're not swimming in it. Not very many of us, but uh, <laughs> you know, there's an ocean not too far away. Uh, there's just a lot of hiking. There's a lot of 
opportunities to get out and breathe fresh air and get go get lost in the woods. And I don't think people really do get end up getting lost in the woods or like really taking advantage of it, but the opportunity or the idea that it's there and you could tap into it if you do have that rogue weekend that you're available, I think that that's kind of what people are gravitated towards. Just the idea that if I wanted to, I could go out and, and go on that hike, go in the woods and be around nobody. Right. That's kind of a feeling I get. Um, but the growth in, in Washington and Puget Sound is crazy been crazy for the last when you when you say crazy what what do you mean by crazy like how many do you have a a number of how many people are moving to that area do you have a because that actually you're able to back into how many new dental offices it it sustains right i mean yeah uh seattle they're putting up apartments buildings left and right uh bellevue and then so the downtown corridors are, are are growing uh, I, I don't know what percentage I don't keep yeah. up. I can't keep up with it anymore. But like last I looked, it was like 30% each year or something like that. Yeah. But then we go out to places like, you know, Maple Valley or East Kent and you, you have these pockets that are being created where there are these urban court, urban centers with houses all around them. And yeah. there'll be no dentists there yet because it's, it's fresh area. And well, I mean, that's, that's, that's why, you know, we recommend, you know, from Mike and I's perspective that you utilize an actual real estate group that focuses on healthcare, right? Because you guys understand those pockets. You understand that vertical living, meaning apartment buildings, and then sprawling living, meaning new communities, what that actually means in terms of potential patient flow to a practice, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so, so those developments, you know about in advance, or I hope you do, and I know you do, um, that you could help guide some of these people. Tell us about yeah. how your interaction with, you know, new developments and understanding the new developments, how that helps create, you know, potential opportunities for your clients. Yeah. So I'm a, I've been involved with residential real estate since I was like, I think 19, I got my license. Wow. And I went to school for urban planning and I've been obsessed. I'm, I'm pretty much like literally obsessed with housing and commercial property. And I realized- I'm obsessed with food, by the way, Steve. I'm obsessed I, with food and music. I don't go there either. I don't go there either. Like don't get me in front of some chicken wings. The guys I know, don't get me in front of some chicken wings, all right? I had to learn how to this make This is true. This guy, John- this guy can eat a crazy amount of chicken wings and, and crawfish. True story. You don't get me in front of some crawfish either. That's, a, that's another trouble spot, man. This or guy had a pile of, of food at our last crawl. What was that? A, a crawl? Um, crawfish party. Crawfish party. Unbelievable amount of consumption of food. This this one. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> I think what I was talking about was, uh, so finally, uh, yeah, I, I've been obsessed with these gr- areas of growth and understanding why it's happening for forever. And, and I'm now I'm obsessed with commercial real estate for the last forever. And yeah. I think it's, uh, I, I, everywhere I go, I'm just looking at the buildings. I'm looking at the houses and trying to like, look at the road and, you know, like I'm, I'm just, my world revolves around that personally. And, uh, knowing that I'm always looking for these opportunities and, and being within 
working with Dennis for this period of time, I'm starting to, I, I know where some of them want to be, right? Yeah. I understand that some of them might want to be in downtown Bellevue. And hey, if you have that mentality and if you have that ability to market, go for it. But if you're looking for like a, an area with less dentists, right? I, I'm gravitating and I'm knowing of where these pockets are just through time and experience. And luckily, a lot of brokers know that I work with dentists. And so people will email me, other real estate brokers, every every little once in a while saying, hey, we got a project here and uh, we're willing to give your tenant $100,000, $200,000 in, in six months of free rent yeah. if you bring a dentist. And so I have those little you know, pockets of knowledge and, and just driving around knowing about Actually, it. Actually, that, that reminds me of something and um, that – that in ex- that experience, by the way, is invaluable for a doctor and a dentist in general. Like that, that's really something. I, uh, John, you, you got something on that. I can see it. I, I got a good question, but let's keep rolling with that. Well, what I wanted to say was to our listeners and followers, you know that that TI and that you know that free rent is all part of the process of what a real estate broker does for you guys, right? Yeah. So. You know, we, we can't obviously finding the space is one piece, but the negotiation of the lease and then the terms of the lease that actually impact your cash flow, that's massive. So yeah. um, it actually it actually makes or breaks the deal. And well, from my writing, dude, it's 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 huge. They they yeah. see that you need that that ramp up of patience, but you also need that that runway of lack of cash flow outflows, right? Well, the, the bank the bank is saying yes or no, but like the reason why a bank would say no is because it's a bad idea <laughs> or a good yeah. idea. So for, forget what the bank says. I think we put, I think all of us put way too much weight on, on the banks in general. Like, is it a good deal or isn't it? And yeah. the, real, the real estate, the real estate decision literally sets the tone for the entire first maybe three years of the success and profitability of that practice, yeah. we talked we talked about this with jo- Joanna uh, Valentine, Dr. Val, in episode one. Yeah. She signed a lease, Steve, without having <laughs> banking or any business plan. She was up a a creek, and yeah. she just made that decision, and it, it could just make or break the entire the, the yeah. entire profitability yeah. of the whole model. Well, and, that, and that's, hey, that's, she had the mentality that she was going to do this and she, nothing's going to stop her. And that's, that's great. But uh, a little aggressive. The extreme of what you said. The extreme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. But the thing is, is that I think for real estate brokers, I truly think that finding the actual space, yeah, I know where there's opportunities and I understand like what a dentist might be looking for, but the difference between Joe Blow and me finding a space, if the doctor knows where they want to be, it's not substantially different. Yeah. But when we're finding a space and actually wanting to put an offer on it and saying we envision our, you know, doc envisions her being there, that's a different story. I think that's really where my background in working with Rod and the team on the transitions for a long time and seeing what is beneficial at the very beginning, right? What's important at the very beginning of signing that lease? What do we need out of that space right now? What about economics, uh, plumbing, all that type of things? And then what yeah. do we need out of it 
at the end of the lease when they're trying to sell, right? Mm-hmm. What's the assignment clause look like? How many years are left? How many options do we have left? And I so that. yeah. that's, that's the stuff that my background and understanding of that, I put forward all that information in the letter of intent, which is the first offer we submit on a space when we're serious. And I square away the major terms that I know are hiccups for the, for these projects uh, within the first couple of weeks. And, and if you're somebody, Joanna, if she didn't, didn't do that, then her attorney hopefully goes in there and tries to do it afterwards. Right. right? But, and then the landlord might say no. And I've got, I've done that for free. It's taken me two weeks and I've determined if they're open to having options to renew. Cause if they're not, we're not, we're not staying here. Right. If we're not walking in the rental price for the next 15, 20 years, let's, let's, let's take another step back. If we're not getting some free rent, if we're not getting the assignment clause so the doc can sell and move on in life, yeah. right? Let's, let's move on or let's yeah, they're moving on because the attorney's not going to get it. They're just going to piss them off later, right? If I can't get it, let's not, let's. And, and, and you're burning through cash on an attorney to go through the same progressions that you're going through. Yeah. You're, you're burning so much time and money. An hour, yeah. You're burning so much time and money. You've invested in the space planning. You've invested in uh, your attorney fees. Yeah. Let me square that away right up front. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that I've learned, like, so number one, when I got into this business, I realized I knew nothing about dentists, right? And, and so I, Rod said, surround yourself with the best people mm. in, in, in the industry, right? Mike Dinzio and oh. uh, <laughs> the contractors and the attorneys that are powerful in, in, in helping the community. And so I did that and I ended up just saying, you know what? I have this letter of intent, this this offer that I represent dentists with, but I need your help. I want it to be better. I, I so from a contractor standpoint, how many months from signing that lease to being open does that take? Typically gotcha. about six months. Okay, so I need to be getting a minimum of six months of free rent for that dentist for them to have some parameters that it might work. Oh, what's the size of the water line, right? Like how much water does the dentist need? Yeah, one inch line minimum. How much? Right. We get the nitty gritty of all that stuff with these contractors and, and, and attorneys and everything. So, yeah, go ahead. What's your question? No, I, I I think you make a great point with that. There's so many little mechanical things that yeah. your experience really differentiates you as a healthcare real estate guru, and yeah. that's what you that's what you get with pros like yourself in every market across so the country that stuff's yeah. not fun to deal with it's, it's getting into this stuff it, it it sucks and the landlords don't want to talk about it they yeah. much rather have their broker represent that dentist and have them sign the lease and then who cares if the floor is ada compliant who cares if they get the assignment yeah they, they, they shell out the ti's so what those guys will push is just the ti's and throw this ti in front of them but you have to have somebody on your side that knows what the nitty gritty is and can it watch out for that on the front well, that's, end. That's money funny that you say that. That's funny you say that because I'm I'm getting right into that. So you just said it's super hard to get into the nitty gritty, right? Yeah. But you get paid at the end of the deal. Is that right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So here's my, here's my hot seat compensated. question. <laughs> you get compensated. That's right. 
So here's my hot seat question, Steve. Um, if you get paid at the end of the deal, and I know I know your integrity is like to the nines, so this is going to be an easy question for you. But for all real estate brokers, if they're getting paid at the end of the deal, what holds them back from getting into that stuff that's hard, knowing that it could blow the deal up? How do you separate, and I ask every real estate guy this question or gal, how do you, how do you, uh, not have a uh, conflict of interest in your own brain of if I make this too easy or too difficult on the the broker across the table, I might not get paid at the end. How, how do yeah. you deal with that? Yeah, without throwing anybody underneath the bus. I've seen brokers that do what I do, dental, kind of sometimes take, honestly, take the easy route. Right? Yeah. Don't talk about some of that dirty stuff. And and I, I had this big why why don't you why aren't you getting into this? Right. And they'll they'll just let the attorney do it. And I guess the, the mindset is that I'm the broker, I found him the space, let the attorney hash out the details. And it makes me look good because I've found the space and great. And now it's the attorney and then the attorney looks bad or something. I don't know exactly. I don't really care about why they're doing that. Um, right. I just, from my standpoint, I know that I can be better than a lot of those people by getting into the nitty gritty. And if we don't have it work out for that space, if this thing doesn't work out this six months, then that dentist knows that I busted my ass for him and I protected him the entire way. And that, I was thinking about them, not my money. Well, li listen, and, and that's how I get their business in the future. And then they're they tell they how many dentists? Every dentist knows like thirty thousand other dentists. Well, and, and the other, other pieces on the backside, you getting involved in conversations on the backside because there wasn't enough. You know, there wasn't two hundred amps in the panel, or there wasn't yeah. this or that, or the tonnage for AC isn't enough for you know an operator or you know. Uh, an OR, whatever it might be. I mean, come on, guys. Like, it's if you do it right early, you don't have to, you know, come back and and do it two, three times. It, it wastes so much time by not doing it right the first I, time. I totally agree. I I don't want to waste anybody's time, and that means the dentist. It and it means my time, and it means the landlord side and the other broker side. I know the parameters that they need. I'm yeah. going to ask for them. And if you tell me no, fine. If it's if it's a physical thing, then I can have a contractor come out and evaluate those items and tell the doc how much it's going to cost. And then we're going to hammer the landlord for an extra money from them to get those things done. You know? Yeah. Uh, it, it's important to get into them. It, it's so important. I, I've seen people sign leases and, you know, not have electrical panels, not have ADA compliant floors have no assignment clause, and that doesn't set them up for success. That's a huge headache, and let's avoid it. Work with a professional that knows what they're doing. Well, and that's what you guys do, you know, Steve, and that's what a lot of our partners do. It's it's important that you work with a professional team that understands the yeah. right questions to ask, that, that, uh, that really can set the foundation, literally foundation from a construction standpoint and brick and mortar standpoint for the future of that practice. So- Thank you for, first of all, having integrity 
Secondly, having the knowledge and, and the vigor to really attack this type of industry and being who you are, a beacon in the industry in the Pacific Northwest and the areas that you're in. Um, and I, I can't thank you enough for being a part of this particular program. Um, you know, we haven't had the chance to meet. Uh, I know Mike thinks the world of you and your team, but uh, we'll meet here in one of these days here soon. I can't wait to see you eat a pile of wings. Uh, it's going to be insane. Hey man, come over to my house. I'll make them for you. It'll be great. <laughs> do not get into a competition with him. Do not no. do it. No. But uh, this, you know, we, we, we came at you with some little zingers and, you know, you it's what our you know listenership needs they they need to be prepared they need to have understanding and they need to be also have the mindset to have to listen to your guidance to listen to the fact that don't go there because of these items you know if you need to put a new ac system in it's going to cost you a ton of cash just yeah. listen to your your experts listen to you know um, listen to the group that, that you guys build. So, but Steve, great job. I thank you so much. I, I love what you guys are doing. Um, too often dentists are hearing so much crap from so many people. And so many of those people are frankly salespeople. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a sales person, but they're getting constantly sold and to have what you guys are doing right now, just to have some truth getting out there about the cons about what's going on. And understanding that it's not easy, it's not easy, it's not, it's not right. clean. Getting the team around you, we're gonna, we're gonna carry you in the right direction to make sure you're protected. Yeah. And that's so, you know, that's so important. And, and just getting the information out that, like what you guys are doing, I think it's really rewarding for the entire community. And I appreciate it. Thank so, you, I, Steve. Everybody else I've talked to you guys too. So yeah, it's great I'll to see your face, up. buddy. Great to see your face and be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I know what you guys are all about. So thanks again, listeners, podcast, YouTube, uh, MySpace, um, <laughs> all of them. We're on everything. <laughs> uh, we hope that you subscribe and continue to follow us uh, and uh, and be a part of this movement. Thanks again, Steve. We appreciate it, brother. Yeah, hey, everybody, check out omni-hcre.com or uh, omni-pg.com. That's where it. it's at, right there. We'll have yep. we'll have all the all of the uh, info about Omni in the description that you guys you guys can find Steve and and the entire company. So thanks again, brother. Hey, thanks, guys. Love Thank it. you. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another truth-filled episode of Startup Uncensored. Check out Startup Uncensored on Facebook and YouTube. Click like, subscribe, and interact with Michael and John.